Every St. Patty's Day. Every uh, St. Patty's Day. I get corned beef and cabbage. Well, they, we appreciate that, Tony. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Right? You're welcome. And every single de mayo, I'll eat... Uh, uh, you know, something with avocado and chips and salsa and a carne asada <laughs> and maybe drink a margarita. <laughs> and well, a thank you, Brian. Right. Well, thank I'll, you for that, Brian. For every, and, I'll, and, I'll th- I, and I'll drink I'll drink a Guinness stout for thank you. Thank you. Okay? And for All every right? Cinco de Mayo, I'll put fruit in my beer for you. <laughs> Cinco, what, what is a Cinco de Mayo? <laughs> that, that's, like, that's why I like my heritage, because you just eat the fruit anytime. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds right. like it's a, yeah. Anyway, whatever. Shall we start okay. the show? Oh Jesus oh, Christ! Always... You were recording. Oh, oh my what? God! Oh jeez! Oh, I feel so embarrassed. Gentlemen, are we ready? I'm always, always ready, ready, sir. <laughs> I, I'm I'm ready every once in a while. But yeah, I am ready right now. You guys ready? Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Well, let's do this then. Let's do it. Welcome to the con. Hello, everybody. Today's show, this week's show, we're going to be talking about idioms. And what are idioms? Good question, because I was just asking that myself. We're going to explain to this idiot what idioms are. So who's ready for this? Uh, I am. (laughs) I'm ready for this. I, yes, uh, idioms and Idiots taking on idioms. I think that sounds very festive for this well, time then of I year. Feel like we fit the part. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I totally think we feel like fit the part. Uh, this is again, we're doing something completely different than what we normally do. Last week's episode was just so much fun for us that I feel like we want to kind of stretch our wings out a little bit, all to the detriment of poor Wayne. But anyway, it's just one of those things that we we just want to do. We want to see how we could push the boundaries and I, I, see. Go ahead. I really feel like we're exploring the title of the show, right? The knowledge of nothing. We yes. don't know anything, so we're going to explore what we don't know. And yes. what better way to do it than have Wayne test us throughout the whole episode with stuff that oh, with, we with don't idioms. know. Yes, and exactly. hopefully we learn a little bit something along the way. Yes, and if you don't know what idioms are, I'm sure Wayne will tell you what idioms are before we get started with everything, right, Wayne? Absolutely. I'm ready whenever you guys are. Okay. So what were you going to say before I interrupted you? Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say that, um, you know, with our with our context of our, our podcast name, Knowledge of Nothing, I think there's a lot of source material for us to look into. So, Trust me, that yes, well know, is deep. Yes, it's very deep. Yes, very deep. I think we could get to the core of the center of the earth with as much knowledge that we don't know anything about. So, Well, you know, that being said, before we get into our knee deep in idioms, uh, yeah. what are what's the results from the poll? That we have? Oh, so this is a fun one. So I just decided to take one of our conspiracy theories. It was mine, actually. It was my conspiracy theory. And I wanted to put it out there just to see what, what people would think. And that was on our Instagram. I asked, where do you think that Walt Disney is buried? In Glendale, where his grave is, or with my conspiracy theory, underneath the castle? And without further ado, with 70% of the vote, people think he's buried under the castle. 
Wow. Yes. Seventy yeah. percent. Isn't that cool? Seventy wow. percent. Yeah. Seventy percent. Seventy. We didn't have as many votes as we did the previous week, but hey, I'll take it as a win. And uh, let's see if my conspiracy can kind of come to oh not come to fruition, but let's see if it could go viral somehow. That'd be kind of cool. I don't think Brian would like that though. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have people, you know, I try know. to find ways to op- you know get underneath that spike. <laughs> yes, Thank exactly. You, Wayne. you were thinking exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm like, gosh, no, don't. That's don't. why you had that look of fear on your face when I was bringing up the like poll results. Seventy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Picks out. Do not oh, do man. not do that, everybody. Yes, One, please don't. You'll never you'll never make it through security screening. <laughs> oh God. Not only that, but I mean well, you'd have to need like yeah, you would have to jackhammer and do a bunch of things. You just don't even Yes. Anyway, just just leave it to your imagination, folks. Right. I think this is what we're saying, right? On to idioms. <laughs> Let's change the subject. <laughs> Wow, that was a great segue. So before we get started, Wayne, why don't you tell everybody what idioms are, and um, I guess we'll go from there. Are idioms a pair of idiots, like Tony and I? (laughs) You know what? I'll tell you after a word from our sponsor. Hey, converts. Tis the season where we question our sanity and the very concept of the passage of time. So why not go ahead and treat yourself and your loved ones to the delightful gift of Soy Cat Candles. The Soy Cat Holiday Collection has finally arrived, and as always, a portion of all of our sales goes to helping our furry friends find forever homes. Visit us at SoyCatCandles.com and have a 100% possum Meow-a-day season. I feel like I should be offended. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if if Ward's laughing that much and you guys are laughing, that's we need to do that, right? Yes, yes, that's it. Wayne, Wayne Wayne is shaking his head like he doesn't want to start crying and won't be able to talk. It 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 pains me to say yes. (laughs) This is what our show has come to, everybody. This is what our show has come to. Damn right. That's right. We should be proud. Are of this. we proud? <laughs> One more time. I gotta get the. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. That is so good. That is so good, right? Oh man. All right. So, uh, oh wow, we're recording too. Okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, we were just giving you all a sneak peek. We wanted to show you behind the curtain of Trust what me. goes on with the knowledge of nothing. We're trying to figure out uh, sound effects, music for our next segment called Idiots on Idioms. So without further ado, let us get it started. <laughs> Oh my God. Do you ever think that we share too much with our audience? Right? Maybe they don't need to know or want to know everything that goes on behind the scenes. Oh, that was great. What are you talking about? That was a that was a glimpse into our brains. Oh, In fact, goodness. I I gotta I gotta play wait, it again. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta play wait, wait, wait. it again one more time. We, we okay. are brains. Yeah, no, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, my brain. Uh, here we go. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> All right, so Wayne, 
Why don't you explain to us idiots what idioms are? I, I feel like one now, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just lowered your IQ about, what, 20 points? Yeah. yeah it's all good. But yeah, you know right? what? It's a good thing I have the definition in front of me, so I'll just read from there. So Sweet. idiom. For our listeners, just so we're all on the same page, and, and specifically and for Tony and Brian. Okay, a group of words established by usage as having a meaning not deductible from those of the individual words. So it's a phrase, word, or saying that has a different meaning or an alternate meaning. So there's a lot of them out there, a lot of very common ones in the English language specifically, and I have a list of these for you guys. So what, what the plan is this? I'm going to say these guys, say one of these idioms to you, and I'm sure you all know them. Hopefully you know what they mean. If not, I have the definitions of said idioms. But the big thing is, where do you think it came from? That's my question to the both of you. And Orn, this goes to you too. So if you have any idea, please chime in. Okay. So this is the game. Are you guys, this is a challenge. Are you guys up for it? Oh my God. I'm so scared about this. Bring it. I'm ready. You, I know we really know nothing, but this is, I, I have no knowledge of anything that we're about to talk about. So yeah, I guess we're going to give it a shot and see how it goes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Woo! Well, you, you know what? I'd love to be able to hear what you guys, the creative guys, aspect of your mind. Like, what do you think of? You know, <laughs> Brian's going to be more practical. Be I think I'm going to be prepared to be there. disappointed, Wayne. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'll be somewhere in be between. <laughs> Well, I'm going to start off with, I hope is an easy one. This idiom is known as bite the bullet. Have you guys heard this one? Yes. Yes. Yes, I have. And okay, Tony, we are it. in trouble. <laughs> no, um, I think I might know this one, but. Okay, but what, is, what do you guys, th- what do you think it means? Uh, so bite the bullet is basically you, you're under pressure. You need to get something done. You kind of have to just basically bite the bullet, take it yeah. and power through it. You're power throughing something. Uh, something that you don't really want to confront. Yes. You guys agree on that? Uh, I agree. Okay. The last part of it, I do. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's facing something you, you don't want to confront. Yeah, accepting something unpleasant or difficult. Very good, very good. Now, the question becomes now, wh- where do you think it came from? What was From it you, Wayne. Before? I think it came from you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could take credit for that one. Um, I, think, I think I know what it is, so I'm, I think I'm going to... Give this to Brian first to see what he his thought process is. Bite the bullet, like like you want like country of origin. What what are you looking for? <laughs> no, like well, how like, did this phrase come to be in I existence? Think, okay, I think it bite the bullet probably came from you know maybe like um, like war times maybe like uh, like okay. where you drafted you know like you know and something you don't necessarily want to do but you're gonna do it anyway. I say mm-hmm. the war times. You're very much on the right path. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So, Tony, have anything to add to that? Uh, no, I. So my thing is, I believe that this was something that was done for soldiers that were suffering from any kind of wounds or anything that had happened to them. They basically gave them this bullet to bite down on in order to prevent any kind of uh, screaming or anything of that nature. No, it was more. They gave them a as bullet. A, yeah, to bite down on in order for them to kind of Break get all of that pain out. Yeah, I, well, so I don't I know if that's true or not, but that's what my guess is. Tony, oh, you are correct. God. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. Sweet. So, Woo. so basically the history behind this, you can see this from like uh, the Civil War era and 
you know, predating that is that there was no anesthesia available for this, you know, the doctors on scene. And for uh, for these patients or these soldiers that are wounded, they obviously they're they had to don't want to bite their tongues or bite their lips or whatever. So they bite down to a lead bullet, which is softer. And then while while they conduct surgery, amputations, etc. So, oh, yeah. my gosh. I yeah. mean, like like in like movies, you see them like biting all on a, like a leather strap or something, but you might not have bullet? a leather strap everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cause you're on war. So what, what would be really available? A bullet. Belt. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> a belt. <laughs> a belt. Yeah. Let me just take the belt right off of your waist. Let me put it in Trust your mouth. Me. Yes. <laughs> Listen, there's all, I, on a battlefield, man, there's, there's bullets laying everywhere. So yes. Biting the bullet. Uh, yeah. I'm glad I got that one. Right. Yeah. Woo! Wow. Good right. job. Yes. Tony. Right, okay. Okay. Thanks. Next one. Next one. Have you ever heard of the idiom? Caught red-handed. Yes. 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 Yes, okay. I have. Okay. Yes, good. I have. And you guys know what that means, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Being caught red-handed, you're you're basically caught in the middle of the act of Correct. whatever you're doing that Correct. you're not Correct. supposed to be doing. Correct. So, what do you? Where do you think that came from? This is going to be harder because this kind of goes back back ways. Oh, he gave us a hint. Mm-hmm. Medieval oh. times. Hmm. I it, so. I would think that it stemmed, oh, I don't even, uh, maybe medieval times, like Warren said, where they thought they had a thief with something, and they basically would paint something in red, and whenever that person stole the item, they could tell that they were the ones that stole it by having uh, red paint on their hands. So, I don't know, that's the only thing that I could think of. Wow. Brian, what do you think? I think it was probably um, children stealing, picking fruit or something, and it dyeing their hands red, like berries or something, as they're picking. Oh, that's a, that's you know, a good one, yes. So then, you know, like, who did it? Let me see your hands. And then you had the berry juice on the fingers of the hands, so you're caught red-handed. Ah. Wow. Or Macbeth. Well, you know, those are very creative wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs> William Shakespeare. For for a second there, Wayne had me like, I thought I had it hook, line, and sinker because he was like looking at me like, oh, with this nodding and this approval. And he's like, no, you're wrong. (laughs) Yeah. That was great. Sorry, suckers. Those are great answers, though. Um, So there is no specific time frame, but I'm going to, but what it says here, there's an old English law that stipulated that anyone who butchered another person's animal would be punished. So if they were found with literally the animal's blood on their hands, they were caught red handed. Oh, Uh, interesting. The more you know. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to fast forward this a little bit. So I'm going to give you guys a definition so we're all on the same page. But I want to ask you where the origin comes from. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Kick the bucket. Obviously, that means someone dies or you die. That person kicked the bucket. Where do you think that came from? The Irish. <laughs> Brian, come on. Come on, Brian. And the Irish. Why, why did you say the Irish? Jeez, Orrin. Boy, that's oddly so specific. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like, uh, like what, like buckets out there. Right. You know, and I, for some weird reason, I think of like a spittoon from like a bar, you know, like, the, like, <laughs> like, like a Western. Little yeah. Totally. And, and I don't know why that, that popped into my mind, but, uh, but it did. So I don't know. 
<laughs> we'll see what Tony has to you say. Have no, you have no idea? We're kicking Come the on, bucket. use your imagination. This okay. is where you use your imagination. Okay, here, I'll give you a hint. It, 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 is, um, it goes back to the 16th century, and it has to deal with... The Amish. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I, it doesn't specifically. The Irish and the Amish. I think Orrin's got a thing for issues tonight. Oh, right. <laughs> a lot of issues around here. <laughs> All right, so 16th and it century. It literally does have to deal with a bucket. So 16th okay. century bucket. Oh, that's a good one. Um, 16th century. So that would have been what the 1500s, right? Okay. Um, kicking the bucket. Uh, what was prevalent back then? Horses, maybe? Well, let's go with has something. We okay. talked about the butchers bucket. earlier, right? So with regards to Kate and Cotton Hannah, so it has to deal with butchering. Oh, okay. okay. It has to so do with you use the bucket to catch the blood in? Not quite, but close. No. Kick, kick the bucket. Um, butchering an animal. Oh, dude, I, uh, oh my God. I, I have no idea. Okay. I have no yeah, zero. Yeah, this idea. is tough, Wayne. This is Go. a tough one. So yeah. apparently, back in the 16th century, butchers would slaughter animals by hanging them on a wooden beam, which was called a bucket at the time. And when the animals were killed, they sometimes they would have a sudden convulsion, and literally they would kick the bucket. Oh my God, that's morbid. All yeah. of these are morbid. Oh my goodness. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Human race is sick. <laughs> morbid. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you all. <laughs> Merry Christmas to everyone, and everyone have a good night. Let's see here. Let me see here. Okay. Let's go. Maybe less morbid. Well, I don't know. We'll find out. Heard of the term riding shotgun? Yes. Yes. Okay. Riding yep. in the front seat of a vehicle. So where do you think that came from? That is, um, that is like when you're driving away and your passenger in the front seat is shooting for you. Okay. You know, like uh, so, in a car chase oh, or something. You know, or like close. on a stagecoach. That's you know, what I was thinking. Uh, you know, uh, oh, like, you know, he got oh. it. He got it. Oh, 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 yeah, right. Yeah. There you go, Brian. <laughs> yes, Wild that West awesome. on a coach. So whoever was in the front seat would be the one carrying the shotgun. So riding Wow, shotgun. look at you go. <laughs> Makes sense. Wow. And I was going to say it, was, it had something to do with the shotgun wedding. <laughs> 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 I was way off. <laughs> uh, I thought we were talking about Kurt Cobain again. <laughs> uh, sorry too soon too soon well we did talk about last week so that makes sense yeah, that's <laughs> right all right all right um turning a blind eye so to ignore facts or situations deliberately any idea where that came from turning a blind eye or any uh, guesses? Can, 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 guesses can we get can we get a uh can we get a century Yes. Um, By a century here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It feels like that, right? I'd like to play a lifeline, please. Yes. <laughs> ah, okay. So this is actually related to naval history. Uh, the British naval hero, a hero, apparently there was a... The British forces were involved with this, evolving to send signals to stop the attack on the Danish fleet. So... Now, there's the context. Now, what the hell that means? I, I, if you guys guess this, I'd be very impressed. Uh, turning a blind eye. So, oh, my God. Um, well, you, you, you said it was naval war warfare. So I'll, I'll read the first part. Admiral Horacio Nelson was a British naval hero with one blind eye. One time, the British forces sent him signals to stop their attack on the Danish fleet. Then what happened? He missed the signal. Because of his blind eye, 
they probably sent it on the on the wrong side of the ship. Yoni didn't see it on that side. Very close. It's very close. And um, so apparently when Nelson raised a telescope, so I'm guessing it was a submarine, to his blind eye, he claimed he did not see any signal. So he was telling the truth, sort of. And he went on to the attack anyways and won the battle. So even though he's told not to, he did it. He basically used it as excuse to you know, defy orders. Wow! Yeah. Oh, that's that's pretty genius, though. If you think about that, yeah. kind of Ryan, you look so confused. Why, why? I've never seen you look so flummoxed in your entire life. What's going is on? Is that a true story, Wayne, or is that a? <laughs> Supposedly it is. I have in fact I checked any wow. of this. So. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right, let me move on. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's that's pretty morbid too. Wow, these are a lot. These are a lot of these are morbid. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let me find one that's not as morbid. Hold, please. I'm gonna play the play the wait music. Oh, he's calling it on himself now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Let your hair down. You guys heard that, right? Yes. To be comfortable with, with someone. That's what it's been defined as. Okay. So where do you think that came from? I think this is an old-timey kind of thing where most women back in the day kept keep their hair up, right? They have to keep their hair up in a bun or they have to keep it up for their husband or they have to keep it up to show their neck. Like uh, in a bonnet. And when they yes, in a bonnet or something of that nature, and when they were able to just let their hair down, it was usually whoever was courting them or whoever their husband was. And basically that was the equivalent, and I don't of seeing them nude yeah, for the first like intimacy, time. Right? right? Yeah. So yeah, it was like an intimate type of thing. So that's what I think it is. I could be way, way, way off because we've already proven that this we are idiots because we don't know anything on this, but that's going to be my guess. What do you it think? came from the British. Yeah. <laughs> well, being an expert on women such as myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Where's the law? Oh, man, not when I'm drinking beer, man. Come on. Where's the uh, I'd have no, to agree with Tony. spit up his IPA. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That was great. Right. It's right. not as good coming back up, Wayne. No, it isn't. <laughs> That's okay. What were you saying, Brian? So what I said I, I agree with Tony. <laughs> okay, God, sorry, I totally lost track. Okay, so you, you guys are pretty much on point. So during medieval oh, okay. times, women in the aristocracy were required to appear in public with their hair done up in elegant buns. And when they arrived home, they that's when they could relax and let their hair down. Oh, see, yay! yay. Oh, not so uh, idiotic after all, huh? Well. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, Mr. Mr. Well. Lover, Mr. Woman Pro, Mr. <laughs> well, I mean, I call it women. like you see it, wait. <laughs> Tony, I mean. <laughs> oh, you're such really? a stud, Brian. <laughs> so really? studly and manly. <laughs> I wish. He's a oh. manly man. <laughs> Moving on. Moving okay, on. yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, flying off the handle. So, the definition so that we're on the same page is to become suddenly enraged. Okay? To be pissed off all of a sudden. Tony never does that. Never. No. <laughs> no. No. Nope. In fact, cool, uh, why haven't we named that a segment yet? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Flying off the handle. Right. So where do you think that came from? Um, a lot of places. I'm going to say, you know, like those... Uh, 
old like um, World War pilots, you know, where they've got like that stick for the handle in between their legs. You know, what if someone's so mad they just break that stick and they're flying in combat? I mean, like, wow. that's bad news. No, I mean, that's interesting. I, I never thought about that one. All okay. right. Well, that tells um, me that I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I honestly think it was some lady that was in the kitchen cooking up a good meal, and her husband said it sucked, and she flew off the handle and threw it at him. That is sexist. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I really don't know. I don't like where well, this segment's taking me. I'm like, it's... It's taking well, me to some really not nasty parts. Well, to be <laughs> fair, a lot condition. of these came from those it's times, right? Yes, yes I that's, it's true. The, that's it's true. It's the era. It's not you, Tony. It's the era. Yes, it's the era. That's, that's a, yeah. That's, that, that's your that. out. That's your out. Yes, that, that is my out. Yeah. <laughs> those sexist motherfuckers back in the day. I swear to God. <laughs> good thing we live in now such, times. Yes, yes. Good thing we live in the now times, where I'm not sexist or racist or anything else of that nature. <laughs> Yes, those heathens back then. Right. Am yeah. I in there, am I correct at all, Wayne? At all? You're gonna send a lot of people flying off the handle with that. <laughs> so the phrase originates from the 1800s, where some axes were so poorly made that when they swung, the axe heads would literally fly off the handle. Gosh, that makes sense. Oh, I that's, say it. Yeah, I know, I wish it's I so would, literal. It's almost I too obvious. I would have right? said that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I wish I didn't go that sexist route. So that like butchering an us. animal on a bucket that's made out of a plank of wood. What? <laughs> <laughs> and it would kick every once in a that's while right. when it was dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's not that far of a stretch to make, think, make me think it was sexist somehow, huh? No. All right. How about this one? Arm to the teeth. Meaning Arm. you're overly prepared or too well equipped. Armed to the teeth. I think that you are, you know, like you're ready for battle, right? You've, you're just like a, like a commando, right? You've got guns and ammunition and knives and everything all the way from like your feet all the way up to like your teeth. That is how prepared you are. You're ready to, you're ready for war. Go get him, soldier. <laughs> right. No, I honestly, that's what I thought it was. Uh, yeah, Brian, I thought it was basically... Yeah. Uh, a mound of ammunition right, that was right. around you, and you were so armed that it, it was a pile that was high enough that it reached to your teeth. Right, but exactly. Every pocket and everything was filled with it. It's you know the the bandoliers, you know the backs, you know the katanas and all the throwing stars <laughs> and the uh, <laughs> you know, grappling hooks and yes, or you're a knight, or it could be a mouth guard, or it could be a mouth guard. Who knows? Wayne, what is it? What's well, the answer? You guys are very close. You're just off by a century or so. So, oh, times really? again. Okay. so Brian likes pirates, right? Like <laughs> so think of a pirate. Says, yeah. yeah. Why, so with the pirates in the 17th century, uh, they would like to not make sure not they run out of ammunition. So they would have like a gun in each hand, mm -hmm. loaded in the belt, and hold their, and their knife in their knife mouth. in their teeth. Yep. And they'd oh, also do wow. that when they climb okay. the ropes and going up to the to the crow's nest and all that. There you go. The wow, God Brian, Lord. look at you! Oh my goodness, that's awesome. Oh, this is interesting. You know a lot, a lot about pirates. Do you guys ever heard the Maybe phrase? I was one at one time. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's almost right. like you were one. That's right. <laughs> Salt and pepper you know, beard. <laughs> I, I'm gonna throw this out there just because I this I find this fascinating, and if you guys know this, I'm. 
I, I'll be utterly impressed because I don't think if you guys I don't know if prepare to be guys. disappointed Wayne but go ahead well <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> as, as far as this segment is concerned yes uh, yes I don't think you have anything yeah. to fear Wayne <laughs> yes, the nothing to fear but fear itself uh, butter him up or being buttered up I've heard, sounds, I've, I've heard of that. Now, someone, now, right? yeah, now this right. sounds like it's in my neck of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I love to be lathered up and buttered, oh. and I like to just slide all around. It just feels so good. You ever walk with butter in between your legs? It feels so refreshing, so like you're gliding. Um, is, is that a pro tip? Or uh, no. <laughs> TMI? TMI, guys? I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, between my legs up. or <laughs> <laughs> no Brian well, between my legs Brian. Butter butter when I'm walking butter yes butter me up yes Anybody exactly else smell butter him up <laughs> not butter her yes. up oh my god <laughs> way too it's when a fat guy like me uses butter as deodorant <laughs> and also <laughs> and also prevents chafing on my thighs that's what buttering it up means Right, right. I'm, I'm dead on, right? Brian, what do you think? I, I'm thinking it's something with the, you know, like, how they used to term butter back in the day. And, uh, um, but then I'm thinking maybe I'm just being too literal. Well, you're both wrong, by the way. No. There's a shock face. Right. Shock face, I, I know. know. Here, but, here, look at this. Yes. But I did find this, this, Story fascinating. In ancient India, a customary religious act involved devotees throwing balls of butter at the statues of their gods. This was meant to ask for the gods' forgiveness and favor. Wow. I had no idea. That was so that's yeah, that's see, that, that wow, was my next thing. guess. Uh, <laughs> dang it. Therefore, you're Turning buttering them up to <laughs> Yeah, how do you butter them up if you're right. throwing butter at them? It's just like a fastball. Like a, well, that's like literal. a baseball shape. Wouldn't you be ball? Yeah, wouldn't it be like throwing butter right. instead of buttering them up? But like, I no, I'm worshiping you, you want something, you butter someone up to get what you want. Yeah, that's true. So it's just like you want the God's favor. So yes. All right, let's yeah. let's, let's let's skip forward to more current. Uh, within the past century, this uh, idiom is called "jump the shark." So the moment when a form oh, of I entertainment reaches a decline in quality and includes gimmicks to maintain interest. That's the definition we're going with. I already know this one. You know so this I'm going to take myself out, yes. Oh, gosh. Jump the shark. Fonzie. <laughs> right? I was thinking, you know, didn't Batman beat up a shark while surfing once? <laughs> I think he did. Austin yes. Powers, right? Oh, Austin Powers, yeah. All <laughs> I'm asking is surf some flipping sharks with flipping <laughs> laser ble- beams on their head. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, any guesses? Um, you think, Brian? Gosh, I don't have any idea. Um, jump the shark. I mean, I'm just thinking if I don't know, to jump on top of one to stop it from attacking or pull it onto shore or, uh, you know, um, I don't know. All I know is avoid the teeth. <laughs> avoid the okay. teeth. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Go Actually, ahead, Tony. Well, before you go, Tony. So, yes. Oren, what yes. did you say? No, he said Fonzie. Why did you say that? Because Fonzie jumped the shark. Um, well, he literally jumped the shark. But no. well, okay, was there an episode where he actually jumped the shark? He jumped the shark on the motorcycle, and went over to woo hoo hoo. Okay, okay, okay. One more time, one more time with the woo hoo hoo. 
And Tony, what, what is your answer to that? Uh, it is a phrase that was created by somebody by the name of John Hine. I used to listen to the Howard Stern show a lot. Back in the day, he started a website called Jump the Shark, and it was it was indicative of that Fonzie episode where Fonzie jumped the shark, yeah. and that was the beginning of the end for that series. That basically meant that that story that they had no more ideas to go off of. That it started right. its rapid decline soon, soon, uh, soon after that. So it is that is what jump the shark is. Yeah. So jumping the shark means that you're going to die soon. No, basically, no, like jumping the shark is. Have you ever heard a show? Yeah, if you ever watched a show and they talk about it and they say, "Oh, that show is Jump the Shark." Basically, it's it's on its way down. It's declining. To me, I'll, pr- I'll bring a, a fine example of this is in The Walking Dead when uh, Naven was that his name? Naven wasn't that the the guy with the baseball bat? What was his no, name? No, Negan. Was, uh, Negan. 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 Oh, Negan. For me, that series Jump the Shark. When Negan beat the crap out of um, what's his Glenn. name, Negan, uh, Glenn, yes, out of Glenn. After that, I could not watch the show. I didn't care to watch the show. It was just too brutal. And a lot of people have since said that that was where the decline started to happen with The Walking Dead. But you know, that's actually what happened in the comics, right? Right. Yes, I, I do know, know that. that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It is brutal. It was. Brutal. It, is. it was. You know, right. It was. It was well, the most brutal thing I think I've ever seen on back television. Back in the head, and you saw the eyes. You know, the comic books. Yeah. Yes, and it was. Um, but I didn't want to see that on TV. Yeah. I don't know why. It, it, I don't. It felt so much more real because he went after what's his name first, right? Uh, Abraham. Yeah. And isn't that who? No. Was it Abraham yeah. that he killed? Mm-hmm. He killed Abraham first, and then you're thinking, oh, okay, good. Glenn's gonna be making it, and then when he beats Glenn, you see Glenn's like. I've never seen a makeup effect look so realistic in my life, but it looked horrid. And I was like, all right, this is no longer fun. This is too brutal for me. I'm out. And hence, that's when I think Walking Dead jumped the shark. Anyway, Wayne, what does it mean? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly what Tony said. Exactly what Tony said. And Orrin, you were already on the same path as well. But yeah, you know what? Going back to that Walking Dead thing, though, I think what hurt the show was that Glenn was the heart of that group. Yes, you know? and so you lost that and the kind yep. of that purity of it, and then it's like, okay, well, what's left? You know? Yeah. Why? Why would I care about anybody else? Yeah. I mean, everybody seemed to love um, Norman Reedus. What is his character's name? See, it's been that long since I watched that show. Uh, it's, um, uh, he's the main character now. What's his name? Uh, Daryl. Yeah, Daryl. Daryl. Yeah, Daryl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, way to go, Brian. Woo. Yeah, Daryl. A lot of people love Daryl, but to me, Glenn was that heart of the show. And why do I want to continue on after he's been so beaten to death? Beaten well, to death. Yep. On a related note, I got next one for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you guys heard a term or uh, idiom? Cat got your tongue. Yes. Yes. Okay. So basically, it's when a question thrown to a person when they don't know what to say. (laughs) Happens to me a lot. Kind of like Brian throughout this whole episode. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Or me my whole life. (laughs) So any idea where this originated from? Because this is actually kind of morbid, too. Okay, I think I I know this one, but I, I could be way off. I do know that cats... Back in the day, or or cats to this day, would when a baby was in a crib, 
they would basically go into the crib and because they had milk around their mouths, the cat would basically suffocate the baby all in the hopes of trying to lap up the milk that was inside the baby's mouth. And that would cause the, the child to die. Um, I don't know if that's that's what cat got your tongue came from, but uh, I do know that that was a thing back in some days ago. Anyway, that's my theory on it. Brian? Can For you beat that? Cat lovers out there, send all your mail to Tony. <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I know I'm pissing everybody off tonight, right? Um, uh, I, know, I was geez. thinking, you know, cats are, are stealthy, right? They're like really quiet hunters. So I'm just thinking that when they want to be, if they're hunting or something, they, they stalk their prey, they could be really quiet. And uh, so that that's that was where my mind was going. <laughs> Not murdering babies in cribs. <laughs> so, all right well wait what is it what does it mean I, I would accept two possible answers at least that's what i have here so the one first one is actually cat related the animal it's basically the origin for this one is in ancient egypt people would cut out blasphemers and liars tongues and feed it to the cats that's oh why. oh my god wow but the other one is actually involving the english navy it has nothing to do with cats as the animal but the cat of nine tails the whip Oh. Oh. So basically, it was used for flogging by the English Navy, and when being whipped caused severe pain, that the victim would stay mute for an extended period of time, saying the phrase, cat got your tongue. Okay. Wow. I know, right? Sheesh. Man, and here I am talking about cats. You know, what I'm noticing is that these idioms, like, we use these things, like, just in passing casual conversation, but my God. The origins for these things. Right. I know right. they're so dark. It's, it's kind of, it, <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. It reminds me a lot of like I was talking to somebody today about Pan's Labyrinth, oh. and we were talking about how well, brutal you found that the other film person. is. <laughs> What's that? You found the other person. No. <laughs> yes, the other <laughs> who likes uh, that movie. Uh, uh, Brian. Uh. <laughs> And we were talking about how brutal that film was, and she was like, it is very brutal, but I was liking it to uh, the old stories of the Grimm's brothers, right? The Brothers Grimm. And those are some really dark stories. I mean, if you don't know about Snow White, uh, it's dark from the movie, but you read the story itself, that is very dark. You really, Handsome Gretel, and that's dark. It's just, uh, fairy tales can be really dark. I mean, just think about it. You witnessed a lot of horrendous shit back in the day did you not yeah so we should be we should be blessed to live in the hold time on, that hold we on. live in is now is this a future show uh the, the con men <laughs> take on fairy tales right the knowledge oh of nothing on, on fairy tales oh, and folklore yes. brian you were wondering what our next subject was going to be about right, let's do right. that christmas <laughs> oh yeah these these, uh, these old folklore fairy tales they have these morbid origins right totally yeah, that's, yes yeah, puts, totally. puts me in the Christmas spirit me too <laughs> yes me too ho 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 alright next one um, mad as a hatter which is meant to be defined as to be totally crazy mad as a hatter where do you think that came from I know this one. Oh, you do okay okay Brian. yes I do or Orn England in 1939. <laughs> Care to expound? <laughs> that was it? 
That's all I got. That's it. Yeah. That's all I got. Maybe somebody in an asylum who was, you know, like multiple personalities. Maybe they labeled all their personalities or ailments on some kind of hat or or something. And, uh, you know, they're just, you know, like, I'm this one second. I'm that one second. You know, another second. In England in 1939. Yeah. 1935. <laughs> 3 p.m. Point of phrase. You guys are right? too much. Um, in, I believe in the this. March hair. <laughs> right. I believe this is. Uh, there were people that would make hats. They were hat makers, and there was a chemical or a compound that was used, uh, and I can't recall which one it was. But when they would use this in the manu- manufacturing of hats, uh, it would make people mad. It would make them delirious. It would make them see things oh. and. They then became very mad. I think that that's what you it was, but... are on to something. Hold on, hold on. There is a okay, pattern okay. here with Wayne's uh, uh, subject here, and so I changed my answer because we we know from our line of questioning that this is probably a torture device somehow. So, um, <laughs> is there a culture that makes hats? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is a Dutch. This is a Dutch hat maker, okay. and he put yes. itching powder. Inside the okay. brim of the hats, and he shoved it onto the person's head. They were like two sizes too small, so it was a lot of direct to skin contact, and it drove the people crazy. Brian, you are a great storyteller. <laughs> How did you know, Brian? Wow, <laughs> Tony, you are very yes. much correct. It was actually the yes. 17th century France where hat makers used to use mercury as part of yeah, the that's hat right. felt. Why would you use mercury to make hats? <laughs> like, hey, like, they didn't know anything does back anybody then, have Come on. mercury? I'm making hats over here. Does anybody have mercury, please? <laughs> like, it's the 1700s. You don't know like, any of that why? stuff. Right. They don't know any of that right. stuff. I'm going through a lot of pain. Does anybody have a spare <laughs> bullet I can bite on? You know, like, what, like, what is wrong with... How, how, how did we make it this far? How? How? Like... <laughs> Like, have we looked back into our own history? What the hell's wrong yeah. with us? Just by, I know. Just by accident, I you're know. like, oh, no. Fire is hot. No. No, get that away from me. <laughs> you're like, but, uh, mercury, everybody. I need something to protect my head. I need. A, who has the mercury? Who has the gallon of mercury? <laughs> what Freddy the does. hell? Uh, yes, we have come. We have come far as what a species. What the hell is wrong with we us? We still have a long way to go, but we have come far. God. Well, I'm from Alice in Wonderland. Oh man, <laughs> I'm you know going what? to a party with some tea. I need mercury for my hats, please. But you know what? You guys are learning something. Just like everybody yes, else. I yeah, totally, am. I totally yeah, am. I know. Wow. Uh, so, I'm totally. I'm, I'm, I'm realizing how fucked up we are too, as a species, right? aren't you? I mean, like, oh my god, we are so doomed. You think of everything. <laughs> yes, exactly. You think of everything that we're going through right now, right? And just all of this I craziness. Think, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, uh, I think we peaked at the '80s, my friends. I think that that's as a species. Wait. The '80s and '90s is where we peaked, and now it's all fucking downhill from here. We got the guy using mercury to make hats, and then we have Elon Musk now. <laughs> you know, like, yes. you know, right? Yes. <laughs> so, oh my god! Well, wow, vast here, difference. Here, so crazy. You want here? Here's here's another one. I mean, these I don't think any of these get any better. 
So this idiom, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Have you ever heard of this? Yes, I have. Yes. Okay, yes. so the definition, getting rid of something valuable in the process of eliminating the unnecessary. Okay, that's the definition. Okay. Where do you think I think from? I'm going to go the other way with this. And it was uh, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I'm just going to say... The baby's having a really good time taking a bath. That's it. That's it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I just want to get out of this whole horrendous thing. And I, I'm afraid. Honestly, Wayne, I am afraid of what the answer to this idiom is going to be. Because if it's anything else like we've talked about previously, um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And it's Christmas. And it's Christmas. And we're talking about throwing babies out with the bathwater. Oh, my God. Oh, I have no idea. I just want it to be something fun and cheerful and happy. But I know it's not. I know it's not. Brian, what do you think it means? Well, Or where it came from? Uh, well, just like all the other so signs. Here's, we... here's, a hint, here's a hint. This phrase kind of originated from the 1500s. Yeah, you know. Was it from France by any France. chance? <laughs> So a mercury uh, hat maker once. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. You know, I I see those commercials now where they, they're pushing some kind of like new drug and stuff. And then they list all the ingredients and then side effects may cause death. You know, so to me, I always think that's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Because what the hell good is the cure if I'm going to yeah. die in the process? So... You know, don't yep. kill the body to kill the disease. You know, and that's kind of like where the where the thought is. But knowing how the humans work, somebody probably threw the dumped bathwater out, and you know there was a baby in the bucket or something like that. And he or, kicked or the bucket as died? he went down, but he didn't know that because he walked up to the bucket with his blind eye and did not see it, <laughs> and he was wearing the hat made of mercury at the same time. So there was just the uh, the guy was having this a bad a day. <laughs> yeah. It's a mishmash of all of this of all of this horribleness. Well, here you guys go. And we're gonna cap it off with a baby in a bathwater. I, I just right, think it was right? a baby and that we, basically was dead on arrival when they came into the world, or they were in right, the bath stillborn. and they drowned. Yes, and they basically that was a way of getting rid of the baby was throwing them down the well, or I don't know. Well, I have no uh, wherever uh, this thing is going, it's gonna be dinner. dark. Well, so. <laughs> and we never heard a thing because the cat had its tongue. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, you guys have to let me know if this is better or worse than what you guys just proposed, okay? Okay. Families at the time bathed once a year. They used to use the same water for every person in the family. The adult males had the first turn, followed by the females, and the children would go last. By that time, the water would be so filthy from everyone who had already bathed because babies were, the, and also because of that, Babies were the last to be in the tub, and which were now, which was now very dirty, and had the risk of accidentally being thrown out with the bathwater. That is awful oh and disgusting. Oh my god! They forgot about their baby. They forgot about babies. Oh wait, wait! God. Bathing once a year. <laughs> and yes. we landed on the moon, everybody. We we made it. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, we didn't, Brian. We talked about it last week. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh man. I still believe we do. Right. <laughs> uh, but wow, this is a boy. We, you know, I'm like shocked at how far we have come as a species. And have we? I, I don't know. And we've got a lot. I don't know. I think our species is about to jump the shark with that bathwater stories. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we have jumped the shark. Okay. That's a good one, Brian. I got one that's not morbid for you. Years ago. Uh, I got one that's not morbid. 
Close but no cigar. Have you heard that? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's to fall in just short of a successful outcome. So that's our definition. So where do you think that came from? And I'll give you a hint. It came within probably the past hundred years or so. I think I know. Okay. Came from like like trick shots, right? You know, like the trick rifle or the guys with whips. How people are holding like sticks in their mouths or playing cards or cigars. And you'd see how close you would get by hitting the cigar and not killing the person holding it in their mouth. Ooh. Well, that's a good one. So Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I don't know why, but I, I close but no cigar. So like you you are close, but you didn't hit the cigar, so Yeah, no, I get that. That's a that's a great one. But I, I don't know why, but I'm I'm pulled to horse racing for some reason. Okay. Uh, and the reason being, I would think that maybe there were cigars that were given to whoever won the race. And at the end of the race, uh, they were close, but no cigar for them. So basically they didn't win. I don't know where this is coming from. I don't even know if that makes any sense. But anyway, that's that's what I thought of. I don't even know if that's true. All right, so I'm, I I heard this once, and I don't know how accurate it is. It's probably not accurate at all, but this was back in the day, so please continue to send all your hate mail to Tony. But um, <laughs> I, I think I heard somewhere where, like, you know, like when, when a father-to-be was, you know, waiting in the waiting room to see what his child was going to oh, be, he would yeah, pass out cigars okay. if it was a male, if it was a boy. And then if he had a daughter, he wouldn't okay. give anybody a cigar. He would just he just had a daughter. So you're close, but no, no cigar. So, hey. so a cigar, it's a, it's a basically a phallic representation. I don't know, or just like yeah. like like oh, I have a I have a son that's going to carry my yes. name. Yeah, it's very you know, it's like, phallic. Yeah, it's, it's phallic. A very like and how phallic? Yeah, wait, wait a second. I don't second. know if that's Think true. That. I don't Think about that. Why would they give them a phallic object to put in their mouth to celebrate <laughs> the birth of their baby born boy? Why would you do that? I don't know. Tony. Anyway, all right. I don't know. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. Don't butter uh, me up. Brian. I don't know. <laughs> Boy, we're gonna have serious, serious puns from now on. Okay, oh, Brian, so, I'm already sensing it. This one's actually pretty uh, benign. So, believe it or not, the carnival games at American Fairgrounds used to have cigars as prizes. When someone oh. lost a game by a narrow margin, they would be so close, but. No cigars. All right, cigar. passing those out to little ten-year-old oh, children. Nice. Okay, <laughs> pretty much right. <laughs> Sorry, pretty close, kid, but no cigar. See? <laughs> see, see. Well, I was kind of in the same yeah. realm with the the horse yeah, racing. I mean, it was a sport of some type, I guess, game oh, of some type. All right, so Swedish. I got just got a few more countries. for you guys. <laughs> pretty much. Have you heard <laughs> the idiom "cut to the chase"? Yes. Okay. Yes. So the definition I'm going with is get to getting to the point. Okay. I'll give you a hint. Do you guys know it up in offhand before I give you a hint? Do I know what offhand? What the origin is of no. this whole phrase. Okay. I hope it's film related. It is film related. Oh. Okay. All right, go ahead. Enough What's talking, the context of the chase? Yeah, that, that it's related to films, specifically the early days of silent film. So there's your hint. Charlie Chaplin. No, like horse racing. I'm thinking, you know, we don't need the whole intro stuff. Let's see the race. Because yeah, weren't like the, the first just, films, right, like exactly. hor- like running right. horses or something. So cutting to the chase is an editing term, I would yeah. think, where you are um, basically cutting 
the reel, the film reel? Setting something, yeah, cutting the reel and then going to the chase, um, which was the majority of the action for that film. And since it was silent, I mean, I don't know. Maybe just cutting and going right to the chase instead of working on any kind of character stuff. Yeah, so any, that's just my cut opinion. different opinions on that? Cut it and spice What's it. What's that? Any other differing chase. opinions on what Tony said? You guys agree with him? I agree with him. That sounds good, yeah. I mean, yeah. You guys are spicy. very, very close. I mean, it is splitting hairs in this one because basically what the term was, getting to the part where the action is. So right. yeah. whether it be the chase scene, whether it be on foot, horseback, stagecoach, some kind of action sequence of the film, it was a phrase to cut to that so people want to skip to that. It's like, you know, so if they want to fast okay. forward to it, if you could. Yep. All right. Wow. Well done. Wow. Good, good job, Tony. Us. Nice job. Oh, yeah. That film Sometimes knowledge is coming through. Uh, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. All right. So, you ever heard this uh, idiom, mining your P's and Q's? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I think I know what behavior. this one's from. Okay, so. Oh, really? I don't know what this was from. Oh, okay. Well, Tony, then. You go first, then. Oh, minding my P's and Q's. Um, minding my P's and Q's. Knowing me, it has something to do with spelling. I, I don't <laughs> Um, minding my P's and my Q's. Oh, jeez. I, I, I'm at a loss. I don't know. I, I don't know. Brian? Does it have it, anything to do with buttering things? <laughs> <laughs> it I, I could. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> well, All right, Brian, what is it? That what is, is it, back in the day when they made, they printed newspapers. And they would put, uh, they have oh. to put each tile down by hand of the lettering. And sometimes they would get their... P's and their Q's flip flopped, oh. yo, because of the tiles of the newspaper before they inked it and then put the before they printed it, the printing press. Yeah. So okay. they would have to mine their P's and Q's to make sure words were spelled correctly. That is one of the acceptable answers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> way to go, Brian. But that's wow. Yeah. If you want to hear a fun exactly. Here's more of a. Mo- Here's also a side option that's more more current or more modern. Apparently, it's also referenced to bartenders. And I don't know if you ever heard this one. They would keep track of the pints and quarts consumed by patrons by the letters P yeah. and Q. Bar inventory. Oh. Okay. Mind okay. your P's and Q's. Makes sense. Oh. Nice. All right. Let's see here. We got a couple more, and then we'll wrap this bad boy up. Ooh. Yes. Heard it boy, through the a, grapevine. A, yes. And not the Marvin Gaye song. Oh, oh, really? I thought that's where that's it came from. It. <laughs> oh, I thought it came from Marvin Gaye. I was going to go, Marvin Gaye for the win. California um, heard it through the grapevine. <laughs> yeah, um, to hear or learn of something new. Heard it through the grapevine. Something is telling me. Does this have a Shakespearean origin? No. Hmm. Never mind. <laughs> Did it come from but I'm farm? curious to hear what your explanation will be. <laughs> I, I was thinking of that scene in uh, Romeo and Juliet where Romeo is basically looking from afar and admiring Juliet, and she maybe heard it through. I think there were grapevines around there. I don't I don't remember, but I thought it was something yes, around those wine levels. Is, but anyway. It's mentioned a lot in Shakespearean <laughs> plays. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, A winery picking but, grapes um, for wine, and then... Someone has to relay a message to you. You heard it like through the grapevine. You know, it's like they yelled it, said, "Hey, Aldridge, get over here!" Or somebody, I don't know who Aldridge is, but anyway, 
Um, <laughs> the, I, you know, that's awesome. uh, wasn't he an astronaut that went on the moon? Oh yeah, he was, huh? <laughs> well, he didn't near the grapevine. Um. Yeah, I, I, that sounds good to me. Okay. Like, no. Yeah. Know, maybe when they were working in, in, the, in the fields yeah. and yeah, and, and working in the working to gather all the grapes for harvest, maybe it was a way of sending a message, kind of like Calling for when lunch. you watch. Yeah. Or or when you watch Lord of the Rings, right? And then they have to shoot that arrow, flaming arrow, into that big pulp, uh, pulp uh, that big. Oh God! What do yeah. you want to call it? That big tower to light it up to basically send the signal is right. kind of the same way, but with people. I don't know. That sounds that sounds logical to me. Brian, anything else? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic pause. Yeah, okay. I, it's like right. you know, grapes are several different clusters of grapes on a single. A single but vine. But you're the wine guy. You should know I this know shit. wine. I don't know. But the, it has nothing I don't to know. do with actual Right. It has nothing grapes. to do with the... the. Oh, it doesn't? Not yeah. necessarily the actual plant, no. But it's... So it's know, really we have here. the grapevine, you know, through California, you know, so from, th- going from the Valley to LA. this dates back to the time when we used to use telegraphs. Oh. Okay. So people thought oh. when... Thought a telegraph wiring resembled grapevines. So when they received a new message, they thought they heard it through the grapevine. Ah, okay. Oh, wow. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Brian, do you get it? I do get it. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. You look you look very perplexed, my friend. I, I just wanted to make sure. No, I, I understand. It also puts a different meaning on the song, too. Yes. All right. Two, last two. Giving someone the cold shoulder. Have You, you guys know this one, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. To treat yeah, someone yes. in a hostile. I think my or wa- I think my manner. wife does that to me frequently. <laughs> I think I've seen that. Yes. <laughs> probably more than a few times. So I'll give you guys a yeah. hint right off the I bat. Think she's giving me the cold shoulder. <laughs> this is a reference that dated back to medieval times. Okay. The era, not the dinner place. Oh, damn it. Um, well, you're basically ignoring them, like like. Like they're dead, so like there's like a cold dead body. And I'm giving them the cold shoulder, you know. Like I'm not even acknowledging their exist their existence. Yeah. They're dead to me. Or, or you're laying in bed with thinking. your with your with your spouse or. or loved one, and you know they've just turned their back to you, and they've got that shoulder up, you know, like you're seeing like the back of their shoulder. It gets kind of cold because it's not under the covers, but you know. There's no cuddling tonight. <laughs> yeah, none for you. That's right. Okay. Wow. Not that I would um, know. But <laughs> <laughs> I say coming from experience, Brian. Wow. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate this phrase. That's <laughs> kidding. No, yeah, I love. Oh my god. Um, I am going to say that it has something to do with the armor, and wearing the armor, you would have. Um, uh, if you were giving the cold shoulder, basically that is the exposed area of your shoulder, or that's where your chink in your armor is. And basically it would be cold, colder than what you would have with the metal plate. So if we're talking medieval times, I'm thinking suit of armor. I'm thinking that there is a space right there giving the cold shoulder. It would be um, there, but I'm probably way off. Or the no, those just those are very, very so good answers, it. but... Brian, you got the closest with your first answer. Closest, oh, but not quite. Wow. So, 
Uh, it was basically back at the time. Close it was no considered cigar. impolite to ask a guest to outright to leave. So you can't say GTFO to anybody. So instead, <laughs> damn it. The custom was when a go when a host gave a guest a piece of meat from a shoulder of pork, beef, or mutton that was already cold. It was a signal that the dinner was now over and people should get out and leave. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah! Oh, wow! Oh, I had no idea. And then the red wedding happened. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. I'm learning a but, lot in this episode. I really am. I know. So am I. I feel like this is more like a, like a uh, education yeah. more than anything else, right? Who would have thought? I, ho- I hope it really translates to, to, uh, to, uh, to learning. I really hope this translates to our, our, our audience. Oh, my right. God. All right. The history <laughs> of man done by the knowledge of nothing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yes, exactly. Last question. So, actually, I'm going to tie it into the holidays. White elephant. Okay. So, the term of white <laughs> elephant, what their definition that we're going with is term referring to something not particularly useful that is often has a high cost of upkeep. That's what a white elf- elephant is. Yeah. I mean, it's an odd... It's an odd. It's an oddity, right? I mean, it yeah. would be, you know, like I love white elephant gifts gifts because they're usually funny and, um, you know, an oddity. But you know, thinking that you know the expense of upkeep, you know, kind of intrigues me because I know usually albino animals in the wild typically don't survive just because they can't camouflage into their surroundings. They can be seen yep. easily. They're easily hunted. So protecting a white elephant would probably cost the owner a lot just protecting it from other prey animals or or whatnot so um i'm liking this answer liking yeah this answer. so that that seems like uh like a thanks but no thanks gift <laughs> to me yeah i i agree with you brian <laughs> i was gonna go there myself but you said it so eloquently well Guys, you guys are very much on the same line of thought. You're just like maybe a step off, but it was very close. So in ancient kingdom of Siam, or modernly Thailand, the Siamese king would give live white elephants to people who he didn't like. While seemingly like a kind act, having a white elephant is extremely expensive and difficult to keep, or regift if not, for that matter, because they eat up to 400 pounds of food a day. How funny. Wow. <laughs> They're expensive, yeah. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. What an asshole. Man. <laughs> That's right. So, all right, guys. So there you go. That's what happened. I'm going to run down the list of other idioms. And if you guys have questions, throw them out. I'm just going to oh spit gosh. them out really quickly. That's great. Okay. Barking up the wrong tree. Yes. Basket case. Yes. Okay. Uh, break the ice. Yes. Bury the hatchet. What else I have here? I have scrolling down. Was barking up the wrong tree was that was that dog hunting yes. maybe? And the dogs basically were going up the wrong, barking up the wrong tree when the animal was in another. Very good, that's correct. Burying the hatches, oh, hiding sweet. evidence. Yeah, <laughs> uh, actually, it dates back to the Puritans and Native Americans. So when they buried the hatchet, it was an opportunity to negotiate peacefully. Yeah, oh, that's right. Like, oh, don't bring okay. your weapons to the oh. table. Yeah, yeah. But wow. To forgive, forget, kind of thing. Almost. All right. Uh, Let's see here. The, go the whole nine yards. <laughs> Have you heard that one? I've, I've heard, heard it. Yes. But, um, I've heard it's a wor- is that a football it's term? It's a World War II pilot's reference. So basically, uh, they had nine yards worth of ammunition. So oh. if they gave their all in the battle, they would run out their whole nine yards of ammunition. Oh, oh that is interesting. That makes a, 
Yeah, that makes a lot yeah. of sense too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let the cat out of the bag. That's another one. Yeah. That's a 1700s thing. So where like uh, basically sellers of pigs or butcher, you know, would consider it a value. They would also hide cats in the bag as a way to kind of hide the weight and fill out the thing. So if a cat came out of the bag, they were shown to be as a fraud. Oh. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Red herring. Mm. Uh, rub someone the wrong way. And it's not as interesting as you thought, though. <laughs> Brian, what do you think, Brian? What do you think on that, Mr. Mister Lover of all things? Yes, well. What do you think? First, Mr. you've got to you butter it up. Then you can rub it <laughs> any which way you want. <laughs> <laughs> then the you won't get the cold shoulder. <laughs> yes. There you go. Brian's putting it all together, folks. Yeah, the thing is, magical. This one's not even that interesting. It's during colonial times, Americans would have their certain ser servants rub the floorboards in a specific way, because rubbing the oak slabs the wrong way would result in a formation of streaks, which would ruin the floorboards and annoy the homeowner. Right. I mean, that. I mean, How lame is it's that? It's so <laughs> hard to find good servants nowadays, right? That's <laughs> just gonna rub your wood the right way. <laughs> Rub your wood the right way. <laughs> Hope you can rub your wood the right way. <laughs> oh, All right, wrapping. well, you just use a little bit of butter. <laughs> you don't want to go to somebody's house and see that their wood's been rubbed wrong. I mean, you just don't want to see that. No. Yeah, how rude. Know, right? How rude, right? Gosh, but low class. <laughs> yes, very low class. All right, wrapping this up. Skeleton in the closet, <laughs> straight from the horse's mouth. And I believe, what else is there? Um, hands down, also arm and a leg, pass with flying colors, learn the ropes, steal someone's thunder, and get one's goat. Straight from the horse's mouth. Is that to determine if how old the horse is? You know, like yes. you'd always Count have to check to see how, yeah. Count so see teeth, if they're yeah. telling the truth wow. or not. You know, like, yeah, oh, this is only cool. three years old. You know, oh, let me see the horse's mouth. No, 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 it's five years old. Yeah, well done. So there you go, yeah, gents. well done. Yes. Hope you learned that a little was a lot of fun, today. Wayne. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was. I uh, thank you for so much for putting that together. Yeah. All those idioms for these idiots, and uh, yeah. I just hope this was really entertaining. I enjoyed it. Me too. Um, it made us kind of. It, it got us out of our comfort zone, which is scary and yet fun at the same time. I don't know. Yeah, I felt. Ryan, what about you? Smart you... at certain times, but mostly dumb. And then those times that yes. I felt smart, I quickly felt dumb again. So <laughs> yes. yeah. it was a lot of fun. Yes. Thanks, Wayne. Of course. Well, I gotta <laughs> yes. say this. Thank you so much. It, it kind of does a reflection on our past, strangely enough, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes. like, yeah. gosh, you know, like, I know a lot of those are probably true. And that just makes me really worried on how we started out and you know how far we've come yeah, where are we and, going to and, you know, yeah, like, and what are what's screwed up now like 100 years what, what from now they're gonna go, they used to podcast on computers how barbaric is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's gonna be the idiom yes. 100 years from now from our era that's right, right. four mm. idiots get a you know talk on a computer they're called con men <laughs> exactly yeah. actually it's yeah watch the con men turn into right. something turn into an idiom Right? Yeah, we could all hope. Yeah, no. It's just it's amazing too on how much torture there was in the in the past and for it to be so much that it became like a common phrase, you know. 
Well, but just think about it now. I mean, realize those people, that's what people had to go through on a daily basis was all of that stuff. And just think of how lucky we are to be in a civilization now where we're not confronted that with that stuff every single day of our lives. Right. I mean, it seems just, barbaric to us nowadays, but back in the day, yes. it was like every day, everyday life. It's crazy. It's crazy. Whew. All right. Well, I guess I, does that conclude this episode? Uh, wrap it up, guys. Yeah. Oh, all right, all right. So, hey, Orin, before we get going, um, yeah. let us let them know where they can find us on our socials. On our socials, you guys can find us on Facebook, the Knowledge of Nothing, Instagram at the Knowledge of Nothing, and on Twitter it's at the Conman One. And uh, if you want to contact us, you know, give us some ideas. Maybe we'll use them. Maybe we won't. But hey, you know. Or you could always tell us, you know, how good we are. Info at the knowledge of nothing.com. That's where everything is done. Thank you so much for that. And Brian, before we get going, anything else that you want to add? Yeah, I'd like to spe- uh, send a special thank you to Wayne for putting all that together for us. We had a lot of fun. We've learned a lot. I, th- I don't think there is a single episode where I've learned so much you know, than this one. And I'm just really excited um, where the show has has brought us and where it's going to take us and it would be nothing without all of you listening so thank you so much thank you for your support and we'll see you next time thank you everybody all right yeah thank you again wayne for this lovely episode um and this concludes this uh episode of the podcast and just a reminder to make sure that you use butter so that you can rub yourself the right way. This has been the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. We will see you next time. You know what? I thought that you were going to go even more explicit than that, you know? Oh, no, man. I know. I just wanted to kind of leave it simple. Right. I thought that you was kind of a nice little You don't want to see any streaks on your wood. It's a kind of little simpler. <laughs> no, I, right. you know, yeah, I, I you know. to keep things light a little bit. I mean, yeah, I wanted to get too dirty, but, you know, I, I'll leave it's that for so Brian. It's so hard to find a server with good recommendations. I mean, you don't want to go down there and show them how to do it yourself. You want somebody who's going to come experienced and really know how to treat your wood. Sometimes it's Yes, exactly. Going, yeah. Treat your wood That's good. Right. you got to go down there to get your wood yeah. good. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. that's some good wood right there. <laughs> good, good wood. Oh, my God. Orin, you're on fire again. Oh, oh Jesus. Two weeks in a row, my friend. Wow.